It's been a non-stop mess. The supply chain focused in on semiconductors has been the source of the headache for automakers and electronics companies across the board. Richard Barnett joins us, Chief Marketing Officer at Supply Frame. Richard, good to have you here. Walk us firstly through what your team does at Supply Frame and where you get your supply chain data. Thank you for uh, for having us. Yeah, we um, uh, Supply Frame has a design to source intelligence network which captures information regarding lead times, new design cycle activity, um, you know, leading indicators of demand because we connect with uh, global distributors. Uh, we we have expert um, sort of analysis from commodity managers and credit analysts around specific uh, sub commodity areas, and then we we have a wide base of customers, and we're able to see kind of. Uh, you know, 10 million engineers and sourcing professionals engage with 70 media properties that we have uh, to give us digital exhaust and insights around what's, what's trending, very early indicators of what's happening in the overall market. And about a month ago, uh, you released a commodity intelligence quarterly report. So given quarterly, I'm assuming that's the latest data. Walk us through what you're seeing right now and if anything has come to the attention over the past month since that report about what's happening here specifically for the chip making side. You bet. I mean, the, uh, the the report was actually called Red is the New Yellow because we do a heat map of red, yellow, green across 28 different sub-commodities. Mm. And um, we've never seen uh, you know, this amount of constrained chip shortage that's as broad as this is across wow. many different key components ever before. Um, you know, one of the things we, we dove into is looking at what's happening in automotive upstream. So we looked at the largest semiconductor uh, suppliers in automotive, and we looked at the percentage of out of stock of their entire product portfolio. Normally that's between 15 to 20% because they have a very large set of components that they that they manage and sell their distributors. Um, and that increased to double to over 40%. And so we, we are seeing both leading indicators as well as lagging indicators that show that the duration and the impact of the component chip shortage on automotive uh, and other industries will extend well into 2023. This isn't just a quick kind of blip of, you know, COVID-related demand mix changes and a spike in, you know, limited capacity that then just catches up. It, we're seeing lead times for, uh, you know, key um, microcontrollers, uh, you know, move from say 36 weeks to over 52 weeks plus uh, wow. in, in many cases. And you're saying that uh, delay was uh, lengthened even over, uh, what month over month basis, quarter over quarter from the previous quarter survey? Quarter. Okay. Yeah, quarter over quarter. So we, we kind of normalize everything sort of before COVID hit, you know, to, to now. And we can sort of see where the demand and, and you know, the relative, uh, you know, sort of uh, supply shortages have, have increased dramatically. I mean, in some cases, we've seen demand increases of over 100% year over year uh, and leading indicators of, of demand, e-commerce transactions, spot buys for critical component shortages, um, you know, just in the last quarter have gone up in, you know, 30 to 40% quarter over quarter. Mm. Um, but we are seeing in some sub-commodity areas, you know, the, the market beginning to stabilize where, you know, new demand and new design cycles are kind of ramping back down a little bit. But for many of the critical, uh, you know, ICs or chips that uh, automotive, um, we've seen, you know, announcements uh, in corporate earnings reports from, you know, Apple, uh, you know, from, from the automotive OEMs across the board, Toyota even more recently, uh, which had weathered the storm better than anyone else, but it caught up to them. They're the last sort of in, in line to to report a potentially up to 40% uh, reduction in production schedules you know, over the next six months. So this is a 
massively widespread uh, and complicated uh, you know, dynamic that's impacting multiple downstream industries that, that consume electronic components. And uh, the places that are stabilizing, uh, Richard, are there particular uh, sub-industries, businesses? How kind of far-reaching is that stabilization? Is it isolated where some specific port somewhere opened up for one supplier, uh, or is there something that could potentially become more uh, kind of systemic in a, in a positive way where you could see that trend going through other industries and, and more broadly through the space? Right, I mean, there's there's kind of different drivers. On the demand side, we saw the demand mix change. Uh, you know, this huge spike in, uh, you know, work from home, education at home, okay, yep. uh, you know, different mobile services and data center. And that's, that's kind of normalized a little bit as an overall demand driver, but you've also got automotive demand picking back up. I mean, if anyone's been to an automotive dealership and they see two cars in the lot, you know what I mean? You, you'll, you'll know what I'm talking about. It's no one, no one's being left behind there. Um, and I think that we're going to see, um, you know, continued impact because, on, on industrial equipment, medical devices, companies that are sort of out of the maybe consumer uh, view, but are, are facing these challenges and they have a, a lower volume and a higher mix of, of products that they're managing. They, they, you know, we're seeing sort of a, a complicated set of dynamics that where they're being impacted because what happened is, you know, the, the, the component shortages have moved, you know, to capacity at the foundry level, like TSMC, UMC, Global Foundries, and others, and they're having to prioritize that demand. And so there's a there's a tendency on allocation to, you know, support the largest volume demand and then to catch up with the lower volume mix uh, demand across multiple customers over time. And we're just we're just beginning to see that play out. But we believe that this will be a ripple effect and it'll be a little bit like whack-a-mole, you know, where certain, you know, key commodities and chip shortages get scheduled in and, and sort of it becomes, you know, a little bit more available, you know, lead times start reducing, but then there's other, say, non-essential passive components or, or, you know, connectors and other devices that creep into the supply chain are not being actively managed strategically, and they then become the the issue uh, that's that's slowing production mm -hmm. schedules or you know causing a gap to hit like the holiday schedule for for year in uh, consumer demand for certain products. Richard, uh, to put this uh, kind of into a timeline perspective, is there any ability to see? when this uh, you know, impasse in the supply chain was gonna return to normal. Any idea when those indicators you mentioned uh, might turn back to yellow or even green, the last thought here? I think we're gonna start seeing some normalization, generally speaking, in some of the key areas that are red right now, sort of in the second half of 2022, wow. moving into the first quarter of 2023. Um, I think we're, you know, you're gonna see um, more of this play out across industries where they share and consume the same common components, but those components go into, for example, a mobile phone or they go into a car. And, you know, and, it, and it's sort of about industry versus industry in terms of, you know, which OEMs or which global manufacturers protect supply, you know, do everything they can to, you know, reduce the risk in their product design. And then those would be the ones that sort of come out of the early wave of recovery. But there's the broad set of the market in general is uh, is is broadly uh, very vulnerable to these these exceptional lead times that we're seeing. Okay, uh, fascinating stuff, Richard. Thanks for the details and quite a timeline. 2023 for some normalization, uh, wild stuff. And looking forward to uh, getting the updates along the way. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. Absolutely, Richard Barnett is the chief marketing officer at Supply Frame.